0: You are listening to the weekly Great Governance podcast hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms.
1: So on 17 October, we celebrated National Garden Day. And with us today, we have Jan Urina from the organization Green for Life. And as you very well know, we showcase leaders in communities, active citizens while making a difference and impacting communities. Now, Jan, how are you this morning?
2: Wonderful sunshine day in Cape Town, sunny Cape Town. We had a marvellous... Gardening day yesterday with a bit of rain, but today is a beautiful sunshine day.
1: So Jan, tell us about yourself and about your great initiative Green for Life.
2: Holland. it started about 13 years ago after I retired as a senior manager in education in the Western Cape. I formed an organization called Green for Life with two of my friends, both advocates at that time. I started cleaning rivers at uh, art festivals like the Kaka in Ka and the Word in Stellenbosch, the Eerste River. In Oudtshoorn it was the groblijs River, and in uh, Stellenbosch it was the Yitz River. Both very important rivers to the community of those two towns. I used the rivers with the children of those two towns and the students to celebrate the importance of clean drinking water. So we used the rivers as theatres. So we cleaned them. We had art teachers teaching them about how to make art Objects of the recycled rubbish, plastic, paper, and everything that they got out of the river. That was in on two years consecutive years, at the Kaka in Ka. Highly successful water programs. And that is when Green for Life actually started. The following year, in 2010, we started with trees, for Verwoorde, trees for words, at the Woordfest, which is an Afrikaans cultural festival held every year in the university town of Stellenbosch. So there we used the Jan Marais garden, which is in the center of Stellenbosch. And we planted trees, indigenous trees and speck trees, with the students of the residents of the University of Stellenbosch and all the schools in Stellenbosch participated. It was a tremendous occasion. So that was when Green for Life actually started.
1: Okay, so you and your two advocates' friends started it, but isn't this the domain of municipalities? Some would argue that Again, why get involved? This is the job of the municipalities.
2: It was because uh, even in those 13 years ago, there was a lack of energy that I saw in some municipalities. And even though municipal officials are being paid to clean out towns, to plant trees, to look after the gardens, it's not always possible. You need people with passion and with expertise and with know-how, People from the community to step forward, take the hand with municipalities and with cities, councillors, to assist in making our environmental more beautiful and cleaner for all the inhabitants of South Africa to enjoy.
1: Mm. So Jan, you guys would work then with the municipality. How would you typically approach a municipality? And you find them very receptive to your ideas?
2: In Stellenbosch, for instance, I contacted the then mayor, which was Conrad Sedigo, passed away, unfortunately and um, i introduced to him the million trees project i came up with the idea to plant a million trees in the town of Stellenbosch the municipality with their senior officials immediately bought into this idea they have a special unit in, within the municipality who are responsible for the gardens and the environment etc they even had their own nursery i don't know if they still have it to cut a long story short we after some talks i took the lead green for life went to with a proposal to the organizers of the word fierce And with the help of the municipality who donated all the trees, assisted me with all the help. We had a good working relationship. We had very successful words, trees, words of hope, words, boomer for word of trees for hope in the Jan Mariette. With all the schools and community involvement. There were musicians, there were poets, there were overseas artists taking part on that specific day. It was very successful. It was to sow the seed in the minds of the young children, the students that we need to respect nature and to live in a world with fresh air. Mm. One of the most important things about that project, why the municipalities bought in was it lowered the carbon footprint of the municipalities and the inhabitants of those towns in Oatshorn as well. The art festival, I spoke to the then chairman of the Kaka & who was then Russell Botmar, the rector of the University of Stellenbosch. And we agreed that the next wars in the world will be about water, lack of water, and people will fight and kill each other for the need of clear, clear drinking water. With the city of Cape Town, many years ago, I would say it was before my retirement, was about no it was after that so it must have been about 12 13 years ago on World Water Day City of Cape Town came to hear about Green for Life, and what we can do by involving schools and young children in such environmental projects. In the Yankee scroll Canal, which runs next to the big casino in Cape Town, we cleaned, we had a water day on World Water Day with municipal workers. And the mayor of Cape Town then was a the lady from Good Party now, Mrs. Patricia De Lille. She planted a tree to celebrate World Water Day with us. But the schools in the very immediate environment which is a very poor environment it's just next to the casino the high schools and the primary school children were involved so we cleaned the rubbish we actually the water was so filthy because it runs through factory uh, area a business mm-hmm. area they had wearing gloves and water boots we wouldn't let them go into the canal in the water channel but we cleaned it it was an environmental educational success three years in a row on World Water Day So very successful with the city of Cape Town then. Very successful with the municipality of Stellenbosch then, as well as the municipality of Ochoan then.
1: Okay, but young people may argue, you know, municipalities face the challenge of unemployment, inequality and poverty. How does Green for Life play a role in to address these three demons in our society?
2: It helps to a very great extent because at those art festivals, the community of Bridgeton, Bungu Letu, the so called deprived communities, the children of those communities were actively involved in those programs, educational programs. So, in Stalinbos' case, there were schools, Dorothea School for the Handicapped. For the first time, they were partnered with the very big name schools like Paul Ruiz and Blumov and Renish and all these schools. We go across the spectrum, we involve the youth of South Africa. In the case of Oatshorn, there were children who were on parole for the first time in South Africa's history. I went to their correctional services. They gave me two boys who were out on parole. They were elected through the, during that whole week that we worked as the best workers by their children, by their mates, who worked in teams to clean the rivers. To come back to your question of job creation, I foresee that Green for Life in working with municipalities such as Marshall Bay, which we are busy, busy doing. We can start major projects in Marshall Bay, for instance. I'll give you one example. We are going to start a lo Tree lane all along the provincial road that runs down to the Gouritz River Mont. And it runs from Petro S.A., who are the great pollution, pollute some of the big polluters with the gas, etc., etc. Et Jobless woman in Kwanondaba, which is a very, very large township next to Bay, will be employed and taught how to start a nursery for aloes. So, um, I introduced this project to the re elected mayor of Moselbe, Dirk Kotze. And he has been the acting mayor for some months. So, we met and I met with the directors of the environment and solid waste in the Mosel Bay municipality. To cut a long story short, that is one of the projects that will be in the next year. We'll start off by planting aloe to make it the longest aloe lane in the world, in Africa and in the world. It brings money for tourism. It gives jobs to jobless women who have no jobs. We will not only use them as laborers, they will not only plant, they will also be taught by experts how to start a nursery, not only for aloes but also for fruit trees. Because what we are doing now in some of the areas where I work, we plant mostly fruit trees like lemons and citrus so that we can get the vitamins. Because of COVID, we saw the need not only for indigenous trees, but for fruit trees to be planted at schools, at businesses in townships, in and squatter camps, at houses. Uh, So, jobless people are being given the opportunities to become actively involved in the environment.
1: Okay, Jan, so is this project only in the Western Cape or or would you want to extend this to the rest of the country?
2: Of course, we want to extend. Two weeks ago, I had a radio interview on Radio RSG on the Zell Sunday morning program. It's a program of hope between 7 and 8 every Sunday morning, which gives people the opportunity to share some positive ideas. And since then, my phone and my email has never stopped working over time. Because all over South Africa, from the Karoo, from from the eastern parts of Gauteng, of various, all over South Africa, people are phoning, wanting to know how they can become, start being part of the Lemon Tree Project, which is a project against obesity. It is to plant a seed a lemon tree in your backyard and share your fruit with your friends. You know every household household doesn't have to have a lemon tree. The other one can have an orange tree and a, a papaya tree and a, a banana tree. So we share these things. But the one thing is important is we have to start learning to eat more healthy in South Africa. That is why we started in lockdown five. I started Greens of Green of Life started the Seeds of Hope project through which we started sowing seeds. The young children in lockdown so we sowing seeds with their parents and grandparents and then started planting their own little vegetable gardens. There are now hundreds of vegetable gardens in kupuyasa at the back of Kalicha Then the church, we got the church involved, Dutch Reformed and the VGK churches involved. They called their program Gruisada Project. And all over South Africa, they've donated seeds and started vegetable gardens through their network of churches, highly successful. And then Department of Agriculture in the Western Cape, Dr. Ivan Meyer and them they became involved and they donate things like wheelbarrows, etc. So we started a vegetable revolution. There have always been non-governmental organizations to start wonderful, successful vegetable garden projects in South Africa to get people to get rid of obesity and to live a healthier life. But this project is a national project. To answer your question, this the dream is that in every town, people should take notice of a healthy lifestyle. And how can we do it? By planting vegetable gardens, teaching our children, and by planting fruit trees. Lastly, I would like to say that we don't, in Marshall Bay, where I work very closely with, as I told you, the best municipality in South Africa, we have a tree policy. They wrote last year a new tree plan for Marshall Bay. Our dream is to plant with a municipality, of course. I'm just, a small part, I'm just trying to influence the leaders, political leaders and municipal managers to buy into this project of greener your city and town is, the healthier your people will be in that town and the happier. So there, I have asked Dr. Ernst van Jaarsveld, who is one of the biggest botanists in the world today. He was the director of the Kirstenbosch Botanical Garden. He now heads the gardens of Babylon Stoorn, which belongs to, as you know, Mr. Chris Becker. And it, it was just nominated the 27th best hotel farm in the world, Babylon Sturing. Those people can really visit there and see what can be done with initiative and through gardens, vegetable gardens and fruit gardens. It changes the whole environment. All the people come to look and to get ideas from a farm. So Dr. Anthony van is my tree partner. So wherever we go, where we plant trees, whether it's Marshall Bay or wherever we go, I get his advice on what to plant where. We use the expertise that we have to make a definite change. Next week, on Wednesday, coming week, this week, we'll be planting five trees of hope with the SAPS, the South African Police, in a place, small place called Harold in the Langkloof. Sergeant Lee started with the idea. She's from the Harold Police Station. She heard about Green for Life. She contacted me organized with the Department of Forestry in George to donate the trees. On Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock, there will be a celebration with all the police in the area and the women and the daughters that have been so neglected and been harmed. We know the story in South Africa about violence against women. So there will be trees at those five farm schools. On this coming Wednesday, 10 o'clock, Trees of Hope will be planted with us. We will be there. Green for I will be there with the South African police service. So when we take hands with South African police services, municipalities, universities, schools, churches, we can make a huge difference. It's all about working together. It's not an, this thing, a green for life thing. The fact that I'm an environmental education with a passion for the environment comes from my schoolboy days on a farm, et cetera, et cetera, and my love for the ocean.
1: Jan, thank you so much for your time. If people want to get in touch with you, if they want to connect with Trees for Life, how can we contact you?
2: My email is g, the figure four, capital letter L, the word green at gmail.com. My cell phone number is 083-701-9791. I would like to just say to you, Dr. Kluter that I have not come across any negativity. Uh, on Saturday we were in Fasanta Kral with the Lions organization and the Rotary organization. Wonderful success with the children. They teach them how to plant vegetable gardens, gave them a good meal. They get good meals every day from a vegetable garden being run by the Lions and the Rotary just outside Fasanta Kral. It is one woman that started it. One woman in for Santa Claus. She's a worker. She's a domestic worker four times a week. I met her on Saturday. She makes a huge difference in the lives of her, of her own community. It is possible that every town with working together can make South Africa the place that we all want to live in forever and ever.
1: Thank you so much, Jan, for your time. God bless
2: and all the best. Thank you and congratulations with the wonderful work that you do to your networks and your radio station. Thank you, Dr. Dula.
1: To the amazing and talented Great Governance team, audio engineer Bandila Kosa, the voice Mpumi and producer Al-Ontong, respect and love. Keep the faith and let's work to make South Africa great, right where we are.
0: If you loved what you heard, subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn.